Welcome to the Vancouver Accounting Experience, the podcast where accountants share their stories, their careers, their experiences, and their special moments of inspiration they encountered along the way to their professional designation. And now your host, Adrian Law. Hey, Accounting Nation, Adrian Law here, accounting coach and mentor. How is everyone doing today? Hopefully you're all doing very well, staying safe, uh, socially distancing. We're not out of the woods yet, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Boy, I cannot wait for this to end. Um, anyway, uh, just a very quick podcast this week. Um, just had some thoughts that uh, came to me, and I don't have a guest lined up this week. So, um, you know, just nothing fancy this week. I just have some thoughts on what to do once you've gotten an accounting job, you know, so entry level. So you could be a new associate in a public accounting firm or uh, you could be a junior accountant uh, in working in industry, working in enterprise or small business. It doesn't really matter. You've completed university now. Um, you know, you are starting your professional designation. So that could be CPA uh, in Canada or the U.S. or ACCA elsewhere. It doesn't really matter. But you're working on your professional designation. Um, so that's working while you're doing courses part-time as well. <clears throat> so what do you do? The most important thing is to not sit back and relax. <laughs> so let's just say that. So you've gotten a job. Don't be comfortable in your job. You've got, you know, you're working to become a professional accountant. I've, I've, I've always told my mentees to, you know, not just sit back on your laurels and, you know, wait for retirement, <laughs> that kind of thing, right? So there's, there's multiple things uh, that you can be working on. So you're going to be working on your professional designation courses on the side. So that's just one thing. But there's other things as well. So I, I like to think of them in, in kind of sort of three streams, three sort of thoughts that you can be kind of in the, in the back of your mind that you're working on as a professional accountant. And um, the first is, I think, networking. Networking is number one. Uh, number two is definitely going to be a professional development, so continuing to improve your skills. And number three is just looking to expand your career opportunities. That sort of thing. All right, so let's get into number one. Number one, networking. Why do we need to networking? It's just networking is it's a very important skill. So that's talking to people, communicating, verbal, nonverbal communication, sending emails, arranging, you know, chats on Zoom or in person one day. Uh, but networking is just one of those things that. Uh, helps you build up your ability to communicate with all kinds of people. So diverse people, people you get along with, people that may be a bit prickly, people that you know might be a bit shy, or people that come across really aggressive. It's just really important to be able to deal and get along with all kinds of different people. So that is a very important skill as a professional accountant. If you're going to be moving on from junior accountant to senior accountant, from senior accountant to controller, or you could be an internal audit, or you could be you know a tax analyst. You could be a director of finance, you know, whatever role you're in, it's going to be very important to be able to communicate with people across all walks of the, you know, corporate environment, right? So that's just one thing is just developing your communication skills. So that's when networking comes in as a very important uh, tool that helps you practice, right? Speaking and communicating with other people. And that's also the benefits of networking itself, which is just expanding your own network, 
understanding what's going on in different industries, meeting people across you know different functions in the business. You could be meeting other accountants that are working f- for other businesses in private practice, in public practice, whatever. All right, so that's just expanding your natural network. So I mean, a couple of jobs that I've gotten in the past are just through my own networks alone, right? So it's just being, hey, you know, we, we know you're in this role, you know, we've got this opportunity coming in, would you like to come over here? So I've had those kinds of offers to come join another organization and help me move into a different kind of roles. So network, 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 right? So the networking never really stops doesn't matter if you're fresh out of university and you're working in your first ever job or you've been working for like 20 30 40 years it doesn't really matter as a professional networking is extremely invaluable right so don't give up on the networking all right uh, number two number two is professional development so I mean, things are constantly going to be changing in the field of accounting. So that's the tools change, the standards change, whether it's IFRS or US GAAP, whatever it is, is always going to be changing standards that adapt to the natural uh, economic and financial landscape, right? And 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 so all of these different uh, standards that are are there in place to produce financial statements and financial reporting are going to be changing to adapt to, however the economic uh, uh, world changes as well. The, the, you know, in the corporate landscape or in, in enterprise, however small businesses change, it's, it's always going to be something that's going to be changing. And there's tools change as well. And there's, you know, uh, there's going to be automation coming. There's going to be, uh, you know, all kinds of different AI tools and accounting automation that's coming. And so, you know, the skills of an accountant are always going to have to change. And when you're a professional, you've qualified, you've got the letters behind your name, CPA or whatever other professional designation in accounting, uh, you're going to be doing your own natural um, professional development to keep up and maintain your standing in that professional designation. But it's also something that you want to take on on your own, right? Whether it's uh, different certifications, um, exploring uh, different specializations, those kinds of things. So when I qualified with my C, my, my CA designation, that was a legacy, but it's now a CPA designation here in Canada. Um, you know, I didn't just sit back and now say, you know, I've now qualified and it's now I'm just going to like lay back and relax for the next 20, 30 years. It doesn't really work like that. You've got to constantly improve your skills, constantly look to see how you can specialize and and really uh, improve yourself. Right. So one of the things I did was when I left my public practice firm, I qualified as a CP, as a CPA um, I got into um, internal audit, working at um, at, a, at a large uh, enterprise uh, organization, and that was a, a bit of a pivot. Uh, it was out of my comfort zone. It, it really wasn't something that I trained in, um, but I just wanted to see if internal audit was the right fit for me. And there's a whole bunch of other like certifications that came along with the uh, the profession of the internal auditor, whether it's through the CIA. Uh, certified internal auditor uh, designation certification um, or there's a whole bunch of other it could be uh, business valuations or fraud investigation it could be as an IT auditor it could be specializing in, in finance or tax or whatever it is whatever you think might interest you is definitely something worth seeking out just to just to even see if it might be a right fit right so improving your skills trying to specialize really get into like a niche 
so that you become you know much more marketable than just sitting back and relaxing. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's I think that is extremely valuable and something that you want to constantly push yourself, right? So it's never really being comfortable. It's always pushing yourself to improve and to get better, uh, whether it's in terms of like you know getting up to date with all the different standards and tools that are out there, but also really. Uh, upskilling this to whatever it is you know you could be taking an excel course uh something like that that could be something a very simple uh, example or if you're you know working as a senior accountant and you want to get into a controllership role it could be something like taking a controllership uh, program right to really specialize your skills uh, and that's something I'm going to be looking into myself uh, very soon because I've, I've realized from the past, my past job, that, you know, internal order wasn't the right fit for me. And I did explore some other ones. But at that point, probably five years ago now, I kind of made a decision that internal order wasn't the right one for me. I wanted to go with the financial reporting route, you know, controller, CFO, that sort of thing. And um, so that's where I... I just started uh, shifting my focus into more like financial reporting, getting uh, really well versed with like, you know, accounting standards, IFRS, that kind of thing. And now we get to my third sort of stream of focus. Uh, once you are now working as a professional accountant or as a student accountant uh, in a role, uh, you know, don't just sit back, relax. Um, I, I think it's important to be on the lookout for career opportunities. Um, I mean, living in the world now under COVID-19, I mean, we see that, you know, the world is very fragile and nothing is as permanent um, and uh, as, as it seems, right? So don't take anything for granted. You might be in a secure job or you could be in a secure role in an organization, but something could hit just like that and you could be out of a job, right? So it's it's good to always have your resume, your CV up to date, spruced up. You're always thinking about what your skills are and how you can add value to organization and how can you improve yourself and uh, be on the lookout for other jobs. I mean, oftentimes I'm working with people who just seem so comfortable <clears throat> in their current roles that, you know, they could be whatever, an, uh, a financial analyst, something. And, you know, the pay is good and, and the job seems pretty secure and, uh, and, and they're just happy working all the way to, like, retirement. I mean, that could be something that is nice for just a couple of years but at least for me at least for me personally myself i could not see just myself being happy as you know in one role for the next 20 years until i retire and i don't think you should be too i mean that could be just a personal preference and you could be someone who's just i don't know someone who's just comfortable being comfortable and and not like having to worry about resumes or cvs or looking for a new job or interview anything like that but but i think it's important i, I think those kinds of roles are something you know that's becoming very outdated like you know it's it's something that it's not very common anymore because you, it could be a real shock when the world changes and you find yourself that you haven't adapted and you haven't moved and you haven't grown and you're just being comfortable in one role especially when every year you just keep you keep getting pay raises and bonuses and and you know you're really stuck <laughs> and uh, that's just something that's that's uh well I, I think i've called it 
and a bunch of people use this term like the golden handcuffs, right? Golden handcuffs. You don't want to be handcuffed by the golden handcuffs, which is, you know, great pay bonuses, but you're really stuck in, in one role for many, many years because, you know, everyone else around you is also comfortable and, and they don't want to move and they're getting well paid. So the only way that you can move up is someone chooses to leave or someone dies or something like that. God forbid. Uh, but, but, that's, but that's the reality is that in order to progress in your career, sometimes you may have to leave the organization and sometimes you may have to take a pay cut which means you know lower salary no bonuses you know no fancy benefits like that but you're in the role you're in the role that you want uh you know and and that's what i did in my last job i was you know well paid in the company and um an opportunity came up that i thought well this is the perfect role for me and and I left, and a lot of people probably would have thought that I was a bit insane. But you know, that's the only way to kind of get in the roles that you want to sometimes, and that that's the only way. I mean, if you're lucky enough that you're in a great organization and you're offered a role, an opportunity pops up, and you're going to be making even more money, I think that is fantastic. Then you should definitely take it up. But sometimes, sometimes you may have to take a little step back in order to take a step forward. And I think just in this year of COVID and so much uncertainty, and unfortunately there are tragedies around us, it just makes us realize that life is not as permanent and rock solid and you know comfortable as it seems because it can be just snuffed out like that, taken away from you in, in just a blick in the eye. So if, if life is like that, you know, sometimes we just need to be a bit fearless and be a bit adaptable and go out and get the things that we want and if it turns out that uh, you know my change or my the risk that I took to to seek out an opportunity was a mistake, and I realized it right away. You know, two seconds in after quitting my job, realized, oh my God, this is a mistake. That's not a bad thing. That is a good thing because at least now I know I have input, I have feedback, I have data that tells me I made a mistake and. I can either adapt or I can learn from my mistakes and I can find the good thing out of the bad. And so really that's why it's a win-win-win all around. And uh, like I told a lot of people, I've probably made so many mistakes in my life that I don't even make mistakes anymore. I'm just pivoting like that and making decisions on on you know on a dime. I'm I'm not struggling, I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not paralyzed by fear or anything like that. If something sounds good, I make the best decision with the information available at the time and I just go with it and I try not and look back and you know beat myself up for making a mistake because hey it's not a mistake I'm doing the best that I can with the information available and the data available and I'm making and I'm making a decision and I'm going for it and once I know that to be true then I know there's no way I can make a mistake and I'm only improving my career and that's why I always look for an upward trajectory in my career so whether that's from new associate at a public accounting firm to senior auditor to a manager of financial reporting to controller and then you know it just goes on and on and on right so that that I think and when employers look at your resume and your CV and they see an upward progression uh, on a periodic basis I think that's a good thing uh, obviously you don't want to be you know leaving a job every six months and finding a new one but that's not a good thing either right employers don't want to see a lot of change you know every 
after every six months you're changing jobs but after every two three years you're moving up you're progressing in your career and you're also upskilling you're you're seeking out opportunities to improve yourself and you have the network to back up and gives you opportunities when those arise i think that is a very good combination so remember those three things networking self-improvement professional development and career opportunities always be looking for them uh, all right so uh, i think i've been talking non-stop i think that's about it so hopefully you got a lot of value out of this podcast if you have any questions comments please be sure to email them to me it's adrian at adrian-law.ca or feel free to reach out to me on linkedin at any time don't be shy Feel free, link down, send me a message, send me a question. If you want to be a guest on my podcast, let me know. I'm taking new guests all the time because that is part of my own networking, like meeting people and, and having those conversations. Uh, so until next time, the, net po- the next podcast, this is Adrian Law, accounting coach and mentor, and I'm wishing you guys a very, very awesome week. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow, rate, and share the podcast. Tune in next time when your host, Adrian Law, delves into the wonderful world of Vancouver accounting experience.